Deadwood Soundwell. Hello, and welcome to Living With Your Dog. I'm Charlotte Peltz, a certified animal behavior consultant. I would like you to be able to contact me with any questions you may have regarding particularly behavior issues, but I can address other things as well. One of my favorites is nutrition. So we're here to help you, and Nate will tell you how to get your questions to us. To get your questions to us, just email livingwithyourdog at gmail.com. That's livingwithyourdog at gmail.com. And also, you can find Living With Your Dog on Facebook. Living with your dog, living with your dog, living with your dog with Charlotte. Okay, how about how we can tease our dogs? Aha, very easy. We do it all the time. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, So often in training, when a dog doesn't perform the desired behavior in response to the given cue, we blame the dog. I often hear he's blowing me off or she's mm. being stubborn, you know, and dogs are not stubborn. Yeah. They just don't come built that way. In reality, the handler just didn't make it clear enough for the dog to fully understand what the person was trying to teach. And here are ways we confuse our dogs. Don't expect your dog to automatically know our language. Dogs don't come with an English software package installed. <laughs> we must patiently teach them our language one cue at a time. Not taking the time to define the cue's goal behavior. Have in mind the specific definition of what you expect. I suggest you create a cue dictionary. Write down every cue you currently use. Then define the goal behavior for each cue. Do you want a straight sit with square hips or a side saddle sit? A speedy down or slow down? Defining your cues and the goal behavior for each in writing will help you be clear in your own mind about what you expect. And that will make it more clear for your dog. Avoid adding cues too early. And this goes back to what we were talking about before. You get the behavior and you put a cue with it. It's important to teach your dog the behavior and make sure she can perform it reliably before adding the cue. Don't use two cues simultaneously. For example, a verbal cue and a body cue, hand signal. Dogs are keen observers. They pick up on our body language before they pick up on our words. If you use a verbal cue, but also a body movement with it, such as the word sit, and then the hand signal for sit, I bet you that if you said the word and didn't use the body movement, the dog probably wouldn't understand what you meant and might not give you the behavior you expect. In fact, I would say probably won't. Okay, poor reinforcement. Don't fail to reinforce the newly learned behavior enough for it to become fluent. Some dogs catch on very quickly, others more slowly, but they all learn if we're patient and reinforce the desired behavior appropriately. Don't choose cues that look similar or sound similar. Choosing verbal cues such as down and bow for two different behaviors can be confusing for your dog. Instead of bow, I suggest (laughs) ta-da or bravo. There are other reasons a dog doesn't respond to a cue. The dog didn't see or hear the cue. The dog didn't recognize the cue because it's too similar to another cue. The dog was distracted by the environment, another dog, person, squirrel. The dog felt unsafe. 
So repeat after me. Don't blame the dog. Don't blame the dog. Take a look at your training techniques and find a way to tweak the process so you can help your dog be successful. When your dog is successful, she earns reinforcement and that behavior you work diligently to install and put on cue works perfectly. The result is clear communication with your favorite furry friend. Happy dog, happy trainer. And I apologize for not having written down the source of that information. Um, it's anonymous. Let's, let's <laughs> All right, by anonymous. By How anonymous. we confuse our dogs. Yeah, I can see us like I was saying before, you know, we we mix our cues. We don't know what we're doing ourselves. We've talked mm -hmm. about this before when you are moving your hand while giving the verbal cue. I mean, stuff like that. We really confuse the heck out of our dogs, don't we? Absolutely. And people don't understand that the dog focuses on the movement because we're verbal, verbal creatures. They are not. And so. We, and I believe that it's wonderful having hand signals, but I also think it's important for verbal signals because we don't always control the conditions. There are times when the dog can't see you for a hand signal mm -hmm. and you need to have a verbal. So we need to think in terms of the conditions under which we're functioning and operating in order to get the dogs to be able to respond appropriately. That, I really like the suggestion of making a dictionary of your cues. I think, again, going along with training us, I think that go helps tremendously with knowing and realizing what we are telling and showing our dog. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We, re we really can confuse, confuse them very easily. Very easily. Living with your dog, living with your dog, living with your dog with Charlotte. Okay, apple cider vinegar, a cure-all. This is something I wrote. Anytime I read or hear about something that is supposed to be a cure-all, my mind conjures up visions of Uncle Tom's snake oil being sold from the back of a horse-drawn wagon in a B-Western. But while APC apple cider vinegar is certainly not a cure-all, it is worth having in the cabinet both medicine and kitchen. Apples contain potassium, phosphorus, sodium, magnesium, calcium, sulfur, iron, fluorine, silicon plus, and many trace minerals. When made into cider, the concentration of minerals is higher and the benefits increase. Taken internally, it helps to maintain the acid alkaline ba balance of the digestive tract. To determine what your dog's pH balance is, buy pH strips at the, the pharmacy. And first thing in the morning, test the dog's urine. If the reading is between 6.2 and 6.5, life is good. If that reading is 7.5 or higher, the, the diet is too alkaline and the ACV can reestablish a correct balance. Many external parasites will not take up house on or in a dog with an adequate acidic base to its system. For treatment of a minor flea problem, bathe with a shampoo that really gives a thick lather rinse thoroughly and sponge on ACV diluted with equal amounts of warm water. Allow the dog to drip dry. You may even find it useful to spray your dog with a bit of diluted apple cider vinegar before walking in an area where you may encounter fleas. Be advised, however, that in any heavily infested house, kennel, garden, or other area, these measures are not going to be enough to keep your dog flea free. And if your dog has fad, flea allergy termitis, 
Even one flea bite can cause great discomfort that can be long lasting. Such situations require a product such as front, frontline or some of these other uh, attitudes, all of which have their downside. But when I considered, and I personally considered for a long time that frontline was uh, less toxic than some of the others, but you need to investigate things currently. And so, so good old fashioned flea combs are the safest way to remove fleas from the dog. And any dog with a compromised immune system should not be exposed to pesticides. And that's precisely what Frontline, along with this other flea killers, is. Uh, when you're talking in terms of a flea comb, if you've got a dog with long hair, that's a real pain, folks. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not going to work very well. Okay, for cl clear, watery discharge from the eyes, one teaspoon a day for a 50-pound dog may do the job. Most dogs seem to like the flavor, but if your dog objects, begin with just a couple of drops in the food and increase slowly to the proper amount. There seems to be good reason to believe that it can prevent bladder and kidney stones. That may be related to the pH factor mentioned above. Following weekly grooming sessions, a few drops in the ears after clean them help avoid ear infections. Itchy skin, the beginning of a hot spot, smelly ears, or excessive licking of the feet may be sent packing with an application of ACV. If the skin is actually broken, dilute the the apple cider vinegar with an equal amount of water and spray onto the area or it's gonna sting. Moving along into the cure-all aspect of ACV, it can be used to prevent muscle weakness, cramps, calluses on hocks and elbows, pimples on skin surfaces, some sore joints, and hey, who knows where it ends? Mm. Always check with your vet if you do not see a prompt positive response to treatment of any health problems. And keep in mind that some of the things mentioned in this article may well get relief from a topical treatment of ACV, but the cause of the problem needs to be addressed. For example, itchy skin, foot lacking, foot licking, and goopy ears are probably related to the food you feed, folks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. One good thing about ACV is that it won't hurt your dog, and it clearly may be a great way to avoid some expensive vet visits, the use of harsh chemicals, and overuse of antibiotics. Organic ACV is supposed to be the very best version may not be easy to find, but I think in all of your local supermarkets, it'll be there for you. So apple cider vinegar by Charlotte Feltz. <laughs> and so it does kind of sound like not necessarily a cure-all, but a help for all. Yeah, it's definitely something to have. And I always uh, put it into the vegetable fruit mixture that I put together for my dog. I always use organic apple cider vinegar and I put it in there. Yeah. All right, let's do some review. Apple cider vinegar, is it a cure-all? Well, it might not be a cure-all, but it is definitely a helps-all. And then how we confuse our dogs. We talk in a different language than our dogs. We blame our dogs oftentimes when they don't understand what we're talking about. Of course they don't understand. Do not blame your dog. Do not scold your dog ever. Wow, such great information. All right, before we head out, do you have any last words for us? Uh, how about the world would be a nicer place if everyone had the ability to love as unconditionally as a dog. M.K. Clinton, to be sure. And we need a lot more love these days. Hello, 
I would like you to be able to contact me with any questions you may have regarding particularly behavior issues, but I can address other things as well. One of my favorites is nutrition. So we're here to help you, and Nate will tell you how to get your questions to us. To get your questions to us, just email livingwithyourdog at gmail.com. That's livingwithyourdog at gmail.com. And also, you can find Living With Your Dog on Facebook. Living with your dog, living with your dog, living with your dog with Charlotte. Isn't that cool? Zach and Matt are two veteran horror movie enthusiasts discussing their favorite and not-so-favorite horror films. Scary movie fans, beware, or... Listen to Watch No Evil. News, reviews, and deep dives of the television series and film franchises you love. Take a tour of the popular media world with Biggs and Brandon on Not Safe for Network. Charles is a Purple Heart recipient and cinematographer. Aaron is a professor and critical cultural scholar. Together, they explore the narrative, affective, and production politics of war cinema on The Real War Project. That's R-E-E-L war project you can find all of these shows wherever you find your podcasts you can find all of these shows on redwood sound labs